Manifest Theater. I'm your host, Michael Schwartz, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Ackman. Hi, everyone. Dan Bayer. Happy Halloween. And Casey Lee Clark. Hello. Yes, so happy Halloween, everyone. Spooky, scary time of year, as they say in 30 Rocks Werewolf Bar Mitzvah special. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, spooky, scary. This is the time of year for all the Halloween and fall and all your horror movies. And that means that we are doing a Halloween horror theater podcast this time around for our October special. Now, when we had planned this out, we had a huge plan that we were going to have Cody Derricks, our Halloween horror expert, come to talk with us. But he is having fun on vacation right now. So instead, we have the next best thing over at Next Best Theater. (laughs) And that is our wonderful host, Dan Bayer, who I will be turning things over to for this episode to talk about one of his favorite musicals that really fits this time of year. So, Dan, take it away. Why, thank you, Michael. Yes. And today we will be talking... Um, as we um, found out not that long ago, there are a surprisingly large number of Halloween-appropriate musicals. Um, there is, of course, <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde and Little Shop of Horrors and uh, a number of other things. Um, from You can check out my playlist on Spotify. <laughs> yes. yes, Nicole, your playlist on Spotify entitled... Uh, I think, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. It is called Spooky Season Musicals. Yeah, so look it up. Spooky Season Musicals on Spotify, created by our own Nicole Ackman. It is a collection of musicals that are appropriate for the season, as well as some individual numbers from certain musicals that fit the time of year. Um, But for today, we are going to be focusing, as we tend to do on this show, on... Stephen Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler's Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, uh, which, as Michael said, is one of my... I don't know that it's one of my favorites, necessarily, but I do think it is one of the greatest musicals ever written. Um, certainly, it's one of the most unique musicals ever written, as many of Sondheim's shows can say. Uh, but this was written in 1979 and actually based on a play by Christopher Bond of the same title that Stephen Sondheim saw in England and decided that it would make a really great musical. And he may have been the only person to ever think that a sort of penny-dreadful Victorian-era horror story would make a great musical. But lo and behold, here we are. Sweeney Todd is one of the most awarded shows over the course of its lifetime to ever exist and has been revived uh, pretty steadily since it was originally produced in 1979. Um, the most recent revival, of course, happened off-Broadway in a little <laughs> renovated pie shop in the West Village in New York, which was an outstanding production. But let's start by talking about the show itself. Um, I want to go around and say how we all... Um, what we think of Sweeney Todd and how we all came to be aware of it. Um, why don't we actually, why don't we start with you, Michael? Okay. So my relationship with Sweeney Todd began 
much later than many people, but I would say around the same time as maybe the general public that doesn't know Broadway as well, that's when the movie opened in 2007, the Tim Burton film with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Now, I was not into theater the way I am now. 12 years ago, I didn't know Stephen Sondheim from Stephen Schwartz. So, <laughs> uh, this was not anything I necessarily had on my radar until I saw that this movie was getting great reviews and they were talking about Oscar buzz and it's a musical and I did like movie musicals. So just something about this, you know, really piqued my interest. Unfortunately, I was 12 years old and my parents were not exactly, you know, ready to let me see R-rated movies like that. So even through my begging and begging, it just wasn't going to happen. A few months later, when the movie was on DVD and streaming and all that home video, I was finally able to check it out after much badgering, see what all the hype was about. And as I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about talk about it a little later, the movie itself, you know, has some wonderful moments. Other moments sort of undercut the whole. But it was a good experience to at least know what Sweeney Todd was, get to know Stephen Sondheim and get into that world a little bit. And as I spent some time listening to other cast albums, of course, the original with Len Carew and Angela Lansbury, the revival with Michael Severus and Patti LuPone, I really came to love and appreciate this musical beyond that movie I had seen at home. So it has now become Sondheim classic, of course. People love it. People know it when they think of Sondheim and for good reason, because I think this is a really phenomenal production. And every time it's been revived, it looks and feels completely different from the last time. And I that's one of my favorite things about it. And no matter when you see it, you're going to get something new out of it because everyone seems to bring something new to it, right? Um, let's move on. Uh, Casey. How did you come to learn about Sweeney Todd? Well, I feel like being a theater person, I feel like it was always one of those shows that I always knew about. And I think I don't Mm. fully remember like the first time I heard one of the songs in the context of like knowing musical theater, just one of those shows that was like, you just, everybody knows it. Um, But it's become one of my favorite shows. And I didn't fully realize that until I was re-listening to the cast album earlier Um, This is just one of my favorite shows, specifically that original cast album. I think I love how imperfect a lot of like the vocals are and how it just has this very specific sound. And I love all these little teeny tiny moments, like little one-off lines of just the way of like Sweeney's attitude or like these cute little Mrs. Lovett things. Like I just, it's one of those that I don't realize I have so much fun with it until I'm actually listening to it. I'm like, oh, I love this so much. It's really strange how much fun this musical is, right? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and I also love not just spooky things, I guess, but like, like I like things like I find American Psycho to be the actual movie to be like one of the funniest things. That, like I have a dark mm-hmm. sense of humor, so this <laughs> musical is like perfect for me. But yeah, it's one of my favorites, and so I was really happy we got to talk about it, because I feel like it's the perfect Halloween show. Yes, I completely agree. Even though there were a lot of other musicals to choose from, I feel like this is the the obvious choice, the obvious best choice to do for a Halloween episode of Next Best Theater. Um, Nicole, what about you? So, like Casey... Growing up as a theatery person, I kind of always had an awareness of Sweeney Todd, even though I wasn't super familiar with it. But I think that there are bits of it that have become so ingrained in culture, like, you know, attend just to like attend the tale of Sweeney Todd and like mm. things like the song Joanna and things like that. Um, but I, I don't remember, like, I don't think I'd ever actually seen it until 
it must have been at some point while I was in college. At some point, um, my sister and I decided to watch the movie together, largely because I had kind of forgotten about it and remembered that uh, Laura Michelle Kelly was in it, playing, uh, I guess, Lucy Barker and the uh, old beggar woman. And we had seen Finding Neverland and seen her in that. And so my sister's always had a love for kind of all things like weird and and you know, kind of gothic-y, I guess. So we watched it, and um, I'm not a huge fan of the movie, <laughs> but it's it's very obvious from watching it that there's a very good musical underneath it all somewhere. Um, but I really had never delved that far into it until prepping for this podcast. And it's kind of funny because, like, for anyone who knows me, they'll know that I love all things, like, Victorian gothic horror-y. Uh, that's very much my thing. So it feels kind of inevitable that I would love Sweeney Todd. And I really didn't know that it came from like an actual, you know, Victorian Penny Dreadful novel. And mm-hmm. that this idea of Sweeney Todd has been long around for so long and it's kind of developed over time. Um, but I in preparation for this, I was able to find the um, 2014 concert version, uh, which famously had Emma Thompson yes. in it. Um, and basically, like, any show with Emma Thompson and Audra McDonald is going to be a thing that I love, no matter what the show is. But I will say I fell absolutely head over heels for it, and I've been listening to it. I listened to three different cast albums, um, and I've just kind of been immersing myself in it and was kind of shocked at just how much I enjoyed it. And again, how oddly fun it is. And it's also so heartbreaking. Like you all don't remember a few days ago, whenever I, um, I messaged our group chat, because yes, we have an Expo theater group chat. And I was like, guys, the character of Mrs. Lovett is so sad and tragic. Like, <laughs> I was all up in my feels. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this because I think it is, like you were saying, the perfect Halloween musical. And I really hope that this starts a tradition of a special Next Best Theater Halloween episode every year. Well, we have calendars we can plan and we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we like planning, I think, as a group. So I think that'll work yeah. just fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that just leaves me. Um, and like... Uh, Casey and Nicole, as someone who grew up around theater, Sweeney Todd is just one of those shows that you always hear about in some way. And there were, like, although I didn't realize until much later that some certain songs that I knew and loved were from this show, um, most notably Not While I'm Around. Yeah. I think I knew that song first. But yeah. I yeah. think that's the one that most people know. That's the one that's a sort of outlived its um spot its place in this show it, it you can very easily lift it up and take that dialogue out and it's a beautiful song and it means something completely different out of context um and that's a beautiful song and it's become a cabaret staple and all this and then um as i got to high school age and college age that was when i started hearing you know a little priest and pretty women and started hearing johanna a lot sitting in auditions (laughs) (laughs) like i remember there was um i i this is a weird tangent but i was in an audition for a chorus line once and 
there I sh- I shit you not there were like three guys in a row that sang Johanna <laughs> and the I I and they were all like the three guys like right before me in line all sang we were all in the room like sitting and watching each other audition because the director decided that, that would be appropriate for a chorus line and like <laughs> all these three guys that came up and sang Johanna I'm like you couldn't like change your plan and sing something else Maybe they could have done the Judge Turpin Maya Culpa version. <laughs> yes. That would have been amazing. So anyway, so that was when I decided, well, this is just ridiculous. And I got up there after those three guys and I said, hello, my name is Daniel Bayer and I'm going to be singing Dance 10 Looks 3. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not singing Dance 10 Looks 3. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and then after I sang my song, they actually made me sing Dance 10 Looks 3, which was <laughs> an experience. <laughs> <laughs> then I will tell you all the rest of the story later. But Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of the full podcast discussion on the musical Sweeney Todd with the Next Best Theater podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this review along with other exclusive podcast content. You have been listening to the Next Best Theater podcast. You can subscribe under the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.